You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Nathan Sather, and I'm joined here in the beautiful Fargo studio with Tom O'Keefe. Tom, welcome. Good morning, good morning. We're enjoying a wonderful... uh, it is still fall. It, it almost shouldn't be in, in North Dakota, but we've had some just amazing weather, and we're thankful to the Lord for being so good to us over this time. And this segment's going to be a little bit of a special thing for me. Uh, I am a graduate of the University of Mary, and I absolutely love the university. Uh, the university that I went to uh, back over a decade plus ago is so much different than the one that's there now, the amazing work that's been done by Jerry Richter and Monsignor Shea. Monsignor Shea came to Fargo here just a couple weeks ago for our Eucharistic event and just did an amazing job reminding us of how important Jesus and the Eucharist is. And so my life in a lot of ways has been touched by uh, the University of Mary. And so we're joined in this segment by Dr. Mary Doctor. Uh, She is a professor there at the University of Mary. Dr. Mary, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you so much. And one of my most amazing moments at the University of Mary here was just I went on a college visit with my daughter here last spring. And when I was at the University of Mary in the theology program, I'll just say there weren't very many people there. And I was trying to encourage the, the faculty and staff in the theology department, like we, we need to advertise ourselves as a low-cost way for individuals to come to the University of Mary and get a faithful Catholic education in an environment that's holy and simple and a wonderful place for parents to send their kids to. And I'd mentioned specifically, like, this would be a perfect school to advertise to for, say, for example, a a single mom working in Southern California struggling to put her kids through school. And so that was a part of my my sales pitch, if you will, as a student at University of Mary, uh, Dr. Mary. And when we went on the college visit, the student that was taking my daughter and I around was in the Catholic Studies program as a major, and they just so happened to be from the San Diego area. And I almost broke down uh, oh, just wow. in the fall, because it was like, this is exactly what I was praying for. This is exactly what I was hoping for. And I don't know what the exact numbers are now, but the last time I talked to Jerry Richter, it was over 66 students that were majoring in the Catholic Studies program, not, not including all the minors and all the other things. So I'm just so pleased and grateful to God for the many blessings that are happening at the university there. Yeah, the word is definitely getting out, and I would imagine you saw some significant changes if you were here last spring. Yep, yep, absolutely. It's amazing. So, uh, so Doctor, um, I see that you had a rededication of the Health Sciences School just recently, October 4th, and you it's now the St. Gianna School of Health Sciences. Uh, why the change? It is. So this, uh, this came back in about 2018 or so. Actually, in 2017, all of the faculty from the School of Health Sciences went on a pilgrimage to Europe, and it was fantastic. We studied um, kind of the lowest of the low with Dachau and Nuremberg and went through Munich, and then we ended in Lourdes. And it was just such a transformational experience and a real faculty development uh, component for all of us. And so we came back, and we're pretty high on all of that. And uh, Monsignor, as you <laughs> alluded to, is, is his mind is always working. You know, what can we do more? And so he presented a very unique idea to us, and that was to utilize the St. Gianna name to dedicate our school. 
And why is it unusual? Because typically you're going to name a school after somebody who has the ability to provide a lot of financial support. So this was unique. And so on November 1st in 2019, during our Candlelight Gala, we had Dr. Gianna, who is who is St. Gianna's daughter, Uh, She was here, and in front of thousands of people at the gala, we asked her permission, and we went forward with it. And it is really to instill that dignity of the human person at all stages of life for all of our health profession students, something that's needed very much at this point, and the aspect of moral courage. And so flash forward to now and why kind of the delay, well, certainly COVID happened, and There were just some things that occurred, but to be perfectly honest, I think God had a plan. And so this year on October 4th, on what would have been St. Gianna's 100th birthday, and also it it coincided with a significant uh, remodeling of our space. And so all of that came together, and we had a one-day Catholic Health Professionals Conference with about 600 attendees, and then we had Mass. We had a ribbon cutting with Dr. Gianna here, and then we had a dinner that evening. And so it was just really, really a a very special event. And Dr. Mary, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and what brought you to the University of Mary and kind of how the name changed and all the events that you just shared with us, as beautiful as they are, how they've impacted you personally as a professor there at the university? Oh, gosh. Well, this is actually my 25th year here. So I'm, I'm a North Dakota native. I'm from Jamestown. I'm a physical therapist by background and was working here in Bismarck, and the physical therapy program was just starting in about 1996. So I came out in 1998 and worked in the PT program, uh, transitioned to director of the program, and then when the opening for the dean happened in because of a retirement in uh, spring of 2020, I applied for that and transitioned into that role. So that's relatively new for me, but I certainly don't feel like I'm a, a stranger to the university. Um, like I said, with a PT background, but it's been really, really nice to learn about all of the other healthcare professional programs, which we have a lot of them. And, um, you know, what does it mean to me personally? You know, throughout the whole 25 years, there's been so many growth, uh, growth points, growth activities that have happened. Certainly that European pilgrimage was a significant one, but what's so wonderful about working here is it's just daily. I I think you don't even recognize how many opportunities there are for development personally and professionally, and especially in the, the Catholic bioethics realm. And so, you know, just outside my door right now, we have Monday morning mission going on. Um, you, you know, it's Wednesday, of course, is Mass. We have an annual, um, all of our new faculty go through formation. I'll be going on a retreat with, with all of the deans and upper administration in May for a week. So there's just a, a constant um, push and the challenge and, and the opportunity to develop ourselves personally and professionally. So, Doctor, um, uh, I'm, I'm a nurse myself, and uh, and, and uh, having hired nurses uh, for, for many, many years, I was always pleased to get a University of Mary graduate, and maybe my focus was on nursing, but uh, I wasn't aware of the, the, the breadth of the, of the programs out there and how many areas of study are offered. Can you just tell us yes, a bit about that? And, 
Absolutely, and one of the best things about our new space is it really allows us now to bring them all together, so that mm-hmm. interprofessional learning, so learning from and with each other. So our nursing, which has, of course, our traditional undergrad, our complete our completion degrees of LPN and BSN program, and then our master's, and then our two doctorate programs in nursing, the FNP, and the nursing organizational leadership. On the Kind of on the other side of our organizational chart, we've got undergrad degrees in biomechanics, exercise science, respiratory care, rad tech, uh, communication science disorders, and then we have master's degrees in speech, athletic training, kinesiology, clinical exercise physiology, and then in athletic training, and then doctorate programs in OT and physical therapy. So kind of the whole gamut of everything. So on Tuesday and Thursday afternoon, we have a robust pro bono clinic in which patients from the community who are either underinsured or uninsured come in, and it is such a lively place with patients coming in, and we've got all of these wonderful students and faculty working with them, Sometimes you have a couple of professionals working with one patient at the same time. So it's a very dynamic uh, place and, you know, just that aspect of, of service learning. So far, you shared with us quite a lot about the, the professional and personal development that's done at the faculty level with retreats and stuff like that. How is that, uh, how is that translated over into the student and what are opportunities are for them? Yeah, so through for all of our students, no matter what program you, you are in, and there are certainly undergrad and graduate competencies, a couple of them that are unique to us would be moral courage, which we have aspects that all graduates in a graduate program would, would reach an entry-level status that we deem important for moral courage. And so there are assignments, there's developments, there's activities. Uh, for instance, that Catholic Medical Professional Conference last week, that was required of all of our students. Undergrads are expected to have competence in spirituality and ethics. So again, it's, it's not just something we say we do, it's embedded. Um, one unique example, we have an interprofessional course that is required for all of our health profession students. And one of the evenings we have is dedicated to the ethical religious directives and ethical decision-making. So we have bioethicists come in, and we have the students do some reading ahead of time. They go through cases. They're discussing. And you have all of that unique aspect. So like you just said, students who are from California or from all across the U.S. and beyond, now they're talking to each other, and they're taking these very challenging things and how would I solve them from my lens of a speech language pathologist or an OT or a nurse, etc.? So very much embedded in all of our programs, uh, both programmatic level, but then as a whole school. Yeah, and I think when you when you talk about that, I, my dad comes out in me, <laughs> and I think about my daughter, who I want nothing more than to live a fully authentic Catholic life. Um, you know, granted in the sacraments and the wisdom of the church. And there's just so many things that you see on TV and whatnot that kind of leads you to like, oh, is, is the medical profession safe for, you know, someone that has the kind of moral character and, and, and virtue that I want my children to have? Um, we got about a minute till the break. Maybe this was a, a long question to get started with, Dr. Mary, but am I, am I right in those concerns as a Catholic parent? It's, it's challenging, there's no doubt about it. Um, 
you know, all of the technology, all of the, you know, the political, everything from whether you're talking about COVID vaccines to, of course, end of life, beginning of life, etc. And and our goal is really to help our students to form their own foundational principles. But then probably more importantly, how do you how do you act on them with with moral courage? How do you stand up for what you believe is right in very in a very difficult situation. So that's our, our hope for our students. You have these conversations here, and then when you get out into your clinical experiences and beyond, how are you going to help to to make decisions and to uh, to be a leader, especially in the realm of Catholic health care? Yeah, and we got just real quick here before the break, so if you're listening, we'll come back and talk a little bit more about the University of Mary and their health science department. And on the other side of this break, you're listening to Real Presence Live across the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Di Filippis of St. Luke Productions. The Event of Christianity. We have come to believe in God's love. In these words, the Christian can express the fundamental decision of his life. Being Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person, which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. St. John's Gospel describes that event in these words. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should have eternal life. In acknowledging the centrality of love, Christian faith has retained the core of Israel's faith while at the same time giving it new depth and breadth. The pious Jew prayed daily in the words of the book of Deuteronomy, which expressed the heart of his existence. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Jesus united into a single precept this commandment of love for God and the commandment of love for neighbor found in the book of Leviticus. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Since God has first loved us, love is now no longer a mere command. It is the response to the gift of love with which God draws near to us. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. I'm your host, Nathan Sather. I'm joined by Tom O'Keefe. Welcome, Tom. Good morning. And we're talking to Dr. Mary Doctor, uh, appropriately named, I guess. <laughs> Easy uh, to remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, with the St. Gianna Medical Profession School. Am I saying that right? Or the School of Health Science? St. Gianna School of Health Science. Okay, there that we go. That is correct. Uh, at the University of Mary in Bismarck. And I do 
you know, the Lord provides us in a multitude of different ways what we need when we need them. Uh, I am seriously counseling my daughter on going to the University of Mary. She is really wanting my last child, I should back up, my last child was um, born early, and so he was in the NICU for quite a while. And so she learned about being, you know, neonatal nurse, and she loves babies. We have 10 children. She's the oldest, so she's had lots of little babies go through the house. So she is very much on board with wanting to do something in the health uh, sciences department, uh, possibly a neonatal nurse. And what intrigued her partially the most about the University of Mary, other than Monsignor Shea and being Catholic and all those things, was there's a scholarship program, if I am recalling this correctly, Dr. Mary, about if you go through the first three years and you promise to go to a Catholic, I believe it's a... a, a CHI. C CHI, yeah, thank you. Um, that you get your tuition for your senior year uh, granted to you. And so she was through the roof excited about that, and that would also piqued her interest. So can you talk a little bit about that program or that opportunity, maybe I should say, and just kind of speak to my daughter a little bit who is you know, wanting to go into this kind of field and wants to do it in a Catholic environment? Absolutely. Well, certainly nursing, we, you, you can't pick almost a more needed profession right now. We're just being constantly asked how can we turn out more students and, and especially ones who are formed uh, with a Catholic foundation so it's a it's a great profession our program as as you will probably know has been rated number one in the US as far as our ability to pass the NCLEX exam but beyond that we don't want our students just to pass an exam um, we're transitioning their whole curriculum into a competency-based education and so really to try and prepare prepare them to be workforce ready. That's an important aspect. Now, that extra layer of it is, of course, that, that Catholic social teaching and that ability to, to be morally courageous providers. Um, as far as the scholarships, yeah, so Catholic Health Initiatives, CHI St. Alexis, uh, it's not even necessarily a, you know, there's nothing that is forcing you to have to work, but they certainly want our graduates all to apply and to consider seriously to work at a, at a Catholic Health Initiatives Hospital. So they have been so supportive of us that they have the senior year free for students in the nursing program. Aside from that, we're also getting additional partner support from Sanford and other area hospitals who again recognize how well our students are prepared, and so they have upped their ante as far as financial support and clinical support. So our students are going out all over the place and performing their preceptorship and internships, um, with nursing certainly, but then with our other professions as well that are really needed. So for instance, we just gave several $7,000 scholarships to students in their junior year of rad tech, respiratory care, communication science disorders, and nursing. So um, tell us a little bit more about some of the other programs that you have. I, I have a couple of my daughter's friends just are, are working in the physical therapist now. And, you know, when I was growing up, uh, the University of Mary wasn't a destination college for some of those programs, but now it's, it's quickly becoming destination or the, the, the college of choice for many of these uh, degrees? Well, I'm certainly biased, <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I definitely believe wholeheartedly that we have some of the top programs in the nation. And like I said, just that unique aspect of having them all together, all one roof, we, we learn with and from each other on a daily basis. But like I said, we've, we've got kind of the whole gamut, um, you know, everything besides medical school, but, you know, from the nursing to 
uh, to the exercise science, so learning how to uh, do EKGs and uh, exercise testing to get the, the, the best exercise program for somebody who is either um, high risk, uh, so maybe they had a heart attack or bariatric surgery or something, um, to an Olympic athlete. Uh, biomechanics, learning how the body moves, how, um, you know, how, between the angles and the joints and the muscles, how the body moves and how to do it more efficiently and powerfully. Um, to our speech language pathology, which is a, certainly very needed, and that that is a profession that has really expanded. Not just a lot of people will think very limited in in stuttering and so forth, but when you're getting into dysphagia and swallowing and and uh, communication, augmented communication, and then certainly, like you said, our PT and our OT programs. Our OT we have in Billings, we have in Fargo, and we have here in Bismarck. So it's a three site place where they're all connected going through the same curriculum um, and they're doing they're doing very well we accept 60 students per year into our OT we accept 48 into our PT um, our athletic training um, is a master's program which a lot of the area programs now are kind of they decided not to transition to that so we're one of the only master's programs from Fargo and Grand Forks all the way over to uh, to the Billings area so really filling the need, and that's always been our, our focus. How do we meet the needs of the region and beyond? And so we look at what those, those biggest needed areas are, especially in a rural setting such as North Dakota, and then we provide that type of educational experience. So those are our on-campus, and then we, we do certainly have our online programs, some of them being hybrid, like our clinical exercise phys, where students, they're working adults, and they're taking classes, and then they come here for intensive lab weeks, and then some that are fully online. Um, I should also mention, of course, that we have a bioethics program uh, that not a lot of people are familiar and should be. So we've got a, a, a full master's in bioethics program. You've got a couple of routes. You can either take a one-year certification through the National Catholic Bioethics Center and then transfer here and do one year here, or you can take the entire two years through us. Um, we get we give kind of our undergrad students a little taste of that in that they can take a concentration in bioethics and then they can move on and get the master's upon completion. But again, just really trying to work with those students on those hard issues that impact health care. Yeah, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Real Presence Live. And we have uh, Dr. Mary Doctor, the dean of the St. Gianna School of Health Sciences, uh, talking to us a lot about the University of Mary and what's going on there. Um, one of the things that intrigued my daughter, too, was the ability to do a, I think it's a semester just north of Rome for um, uh, that period of time at the same rate. Are they still able to do health science courses if they do the Rome option, or the, is that kind of worked around the curriculum? How does that work out? Yeah, absolutely. So our, our Rome campus that we have is open to all sophomore students as an undergrad. They can either take a whole semester or they can take a Maymester. And so all of our advisors are well trained to kind of work on that schedule so that when they are there, they are taking those class, those classes that are appropriate and in a richer experience. I mean, imagine if you are taking art or, uh, Benedict today and, uh, yesterday and today, um, at Rome as opposed to taking it here. So that is open to all students no matter what areas of 
of study they are in. We also have our campus down at um, at ASU, so Mary College at ASU, where we have a transfer where students can go there and study for a semester and then come back here. Um, aside from that international aspect, we have a pretty rigorous uh, Peru study. This last year, we sent our largest group. We had 28 students, primarily from healthcare, but we also added engineering. We added um, Catholic studies, biology, psychology, etc. Who went there and they did a two-week intensive medical mission. Um, so, for instance, we had the engineers who, while they're not doing the medical missions, they were helpful. They built a, a chicken coop for the sisters who house students who cannot otherwise attend school. They helped with some assistive technology in the healthcare profession. And then we have a Guatemala experience where we've been going for many years. The physical therapists, I've led, I think, about 13 or 15 groups over there. And they go every, every summer, and they do a two-week experience um, in Guatemala. And then we have our OT students who are doing clinicals in Peru as well. So really giving that student, um, you know, I, I, I just think having been there so many times, there's no better way to understand the importance of humility and gratitude been, been spending time with people who um, who are impoverished um, and face some real real challenges that we don't see on a normal basis here. Well, we've just got a few minutes here left. While we still have you, but I'm I'm very curious about you and yourself and being at the University of Mary under the guidance and leadership of Monsignor Shea. How has that helped you grow in your own faith and, and helped you to appreciate the gifts of our uh, Catholic faith while you've been there? Oh, it's like I said, I've been here for 25 years, so I, I first had that gift of, of spending a lot of time with, with Sister Thomas. And certainly, if you're from North Dakota and familiar with the University of Mary, you understand her leadership and just that quiet servant leadership, and, and that's certainly uh, something that resonates with me, and I think about every single day. And then Monsignor, who's certainly a very different leader, but, you know, his his gift, his tremendous gift of how he is able to relate to people and, and the messages and his strong, faithful, and courageous leadership. He's somebody who is always thinking. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's actually hard to keep up with him a lot of times, but he's, he's just somebody who is so creative and is thinking so strong in his faith and um, really works with us. You, you know, I have to say, moving into this role was challenging, but when you know that you have such strong and dedicated support of leadership, it's really a fantastic place to, to work and to grow. So, yeah, absolutely. We're blessed to have him as a leader, and, and I can't think of anybody else I'd rather learn from on a daily basis. That's awesome. Dr. Mary, thank you so much for your time, and we just appreciate the work that you're doing for our faith and, and whatnot in the area there in Bismarck at the University of Mary. Thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live. Well, thank you, and we hope to see your daughter here. That would be great. Yeah, I hope so. And on the other side of this break, oh, thank you. On the other side of this break, we'll talk a little bit about what it means to be a citizen of a place that's more than just here. You're listening to Real Presence Live across the Real Presence Radio Network. <laughs> 